Allegretta Alive is a spiritual teacher, self-love and empowerment leader, and portrait artist. In the self-love movement, there are no followers, only leaders, creators of their own joy, heroes of their own story, champions of a compassionate world. The Spirit of Self-Love podcast reminds us that we are all miraculous beings with purpose and can help humanity elevate and evolve by returning within. Do you remember who you really are? Hello again leaders of the self-love movement. Our featured guest today is Tiffany Mangum. She's the founder of True Peace Wellness Collective, which organizes more accessible wellness opportunities and spaces for people to connect in holistic mindful living at all levels of fitness experience. Creating spaces such as the Mindful Woman, Goddess Coffee Hour, and Roots to Blossoms self-care series Tiffany anchors divine wellness to motivate masses to express themselves openly, heal fears of not being worthy or good enough, and to live in their truth and best self. As a pillar of self-awareness, self-expression, and self-love, she has an abundance of spiritual teachings to share with others that she's learned and implemented herself. When it comes to investing in a yoga teacher and meditation guide who lives in a genuine heart-centered mission, believes in a pure spiritual power within all people, and fully embodies what she teaches, look no further than Tiffany Mangum. In this episode, we talk about setting boundaries, becoming aligned with our inner power, and connecting to spirits. Towards the end, she shares a five-minute guided meditation to ground ourselves and activate our inner awareness, which is intended for listeners of all meditation experience. Our conversation about connecting to our higher selves starts now. I started my yoga meditation practice probably 11 years ago. At first, it was more for physical healing from a running injury. And as I started going for more of this therapy, of releasing some of the anxiety I had because I couldn't run the way that I was used to running. I couldn't practice until my injury healed. While I was there in the yoga studio, lying on my mat, Mm -hmm. I remember a teacher saying, before you roll up your mat, you want to make sure that there's something on your mind, whether it's a word or commitment or a mantra or a focus, where you're not the same, where you can look at your life and situation a little differently. At the time, I had been going through a crazy relationship that was really bringing me down. And um, although we had disconnected um, from an intimate relationship, we were still involved. And there was a lot going on. And so as I started going for my um, injury and I started getting better, I found myself just going for the peace. And I started going for the breath. Then I started going around with this lane, and I remember the teacher again saying, if you just want to lay here for the next 60 minutes, because that's all you need, lay here. From that place on the mat and consistently going to building the membership to knowing that I needed to fulfill a passion um, of teaching, I taught, you know, kids, I taught older adults, I tutored, I tried all these different things. And it was yoga that was Mm -hmm. my calling. 
um, it was meditation that was my calling. Like I am, so, I had to go through what I went through in order in order for me to be an authentic teacher, in order for me to be able to share and give from a place from my math. Mm-hmm. Filled out the application. I applied for a scholarship. It was so expensive, <laughs> and I received my yoga teacher training. And from that point, uh, from teaching in studios and things and developing my own meditation practice, um, I kind of found that the studios weren't really giving me um, or giving me permission, I should say, to teach the way I wanted to teach and to share how I wanted to share. It was a lot of um, concrete we want you to cue like this. We want you to say this. We want you to be like this. And then only a two-minute shavasana, and you should move through. And meditation, it only needs to take this amount of minutes. And and I knew that the people that I was going to serve were just like me, where I needed mm-hmm. that space. Like, if you wanted to just be on your mat for 60 minutes, I wanted to create that space. But if I, if, but if I couldn't say that, then no one would feel that they could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got out of there. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I'm going to go to the common spaces, the spaces like the park, the spaces like the community center, mm-hmm. the spaces um, like outside in the front yard or the backyard or the neighborhoods mm-hmm. or the festivals or um, just the places where um, there's some grounding that needs to take place. So I start calling nonprofit organizations. I started calling different and saying, hey, do you all, do you all offer any self-care or self-healing, any yoga, any meditation? Um, is there a grant that, you know, that maybe I can get paid, but then we could still offer the classes for free because yoga, yoga is expensive. So I built a whole thing. That's where True Peace was born in 2014. I said, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be out of the studio and into the community and bringing yoga and meditation, making it accessible, going into the schools, going into the senior homes, going into the subway stations, wherever it is to help people understand that breathing only takes a few minutes. But self-care is also waking up five minutes earlier before everyone else in the home Mm -hmm. just to read some affirmations, just to wash your face and speak to the mirror. I am who I am. I belong. I am enough. Um, So I started there, and I took my practice, the small things that I did for myself, I brought that to the community, and it has been an overflowing response of just connectivity and being able to meet people where they are. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing it since 2014. I taught at studios and things like that as well, but nothing fulfills me more when I can go into the common or the uncommon spaces outside of the studio and really bring that sense of engagement to your inner self, to people outside mm-hmm. at the grocery mm-hmm. store. I mean, sometimes at the grocery store, I'm like, you know what? Just breathe. You got this. And mm-hmm. I'll too. I see you frantic. Your breath is heavy. Take a breath. And I don't know how many people I have said that to, and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. I think I must have been holding my breath the last five minutes. So that's why I, you know, I kind of center my mission on living mindfully so that you can start to identify the things you need so then you can start your self-healing process. Yeah. 
I like that you've decided to bring your yoga practice to the people and to not have the people find you or find studio that is accessible for them to get to, that you just bring it there to them. I look at the communities that are not affluent, the communities that you know, aren't making six figures and that can't pay $23 for a yoga class and, you know, or can't find a meditation center if they don't want to become a Buddhist or have to be this or have to be that, you know, without all of the labels, without all of the credentials behind your name and, you know, all those things. I came to a place of even accepting just myself and where I was. I'm like, you know what, we live in a world where we are bound by this education thing, where we're bound by you got to have this certificate and that certificate to talk about your life or self-love or self-awareness. Like, I am just like you. Like, Mm -hmm. I am learning every single day. Like, it's my past traumas. It's my past experience, relationships, mishaps, mistakes, failures, and successes that is helping me to continue on my journey. In your process through going from learning about the power of meditation and breath work through yoga and through your teaching, what has that looked like of realizing that society is perpetuating like people pleasing and comparison with like other people and other people's lives or like filling other people's cups when our cup is already empty. Oftentimes, even before um, this space that we're in now, um, quarantine of COVID-19, of being forced to really settle or to look at ourselves or to reevaluate, there's still that sense, as you said, of like, get ahead, go beyond, do this, do that. Be the doer. If you're sitting and just watching this, if you're sleeping too much, then you're not meeting your goals. You're not um, you're not succeeding. That doesn't look like success. You know, productivity looks like this, and you know this worker bee mentality, where you're serving, 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 but not taking a moment for yourself. And when I look at how many times I have stopped to take a breath and also to learn some different breathing techniques where it helps me to stay present and stay focused to fill up my cup, it has been amazing and transformative. And transformative in the sense where I look at myself and I say, I am really in control of me. I can no longer blame the outside um, as much as it's coming in. And I want to be gentle in my words to say that we're not moved. I'm not saying that we're not moved by, um, you know, media platforms and people that are powerful and what they say we should be doing and friends and family. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does push us and it does direct us a certain way. Mm-hmm. But at this time, being a meditative yoga guide or not even just the movement part, but just the breathing, when you can take control of your own breath, when you, I do a lot, Alia, of work where I place my hands on my body. I'm like, I'm creating a boundary that, like, this is my space. This is my temple. As I'm taking my time to breathe, I am honoring my worth. I am valuing my place here on this earth. 
I'm first going to give myself permission to nourish and nurture who I am. Mm-hmm. Then figure out if I have enough to give to certain things. So my breath has helped me figure out, like, you know what? Today is I can't go in that conversation. I can't tackle that today. Um, I can't connect on, you know, X, Y, Z level. I'm all zoomed out. I can't, you know, like, I'm actually mm-hmm. going to unreserve my spot. I'm going to reverse my ticket or transfer it to someone else because I need to take care of me. Mm-hmm. So it feels like what we're really talking about is developing a relationship with ourselves through our vessel, through our body, like cherishing like your physical body and your physicality, connecting through your breath. I think part of why it feels so good for us is because it connects us to like a, a truer self or to even something beyond ourselves. Yes, absolutely. In my experience, when I say, okay, here's what I need to do for me, it's not just for that surface level of this feels good. Breathing has calmed me down. I actually feel more gentle and more kind. But now I'm actually tapping into spirit. I'm tapping into a level that's beyond me because that's what's keeping everything in order, right? There's this order. I think about like the chakra system and those seven points, you know, from the root, from the solar plexus, the heart chakra, the throat chakra, and we went to the third eye and the crown. When you're able to really dive in, inward, and then allow yourself to receive. So there's a couple mm-hmm. of steps of permission. So it's one, giving yourself permission that you actually are deserving. And the reason why you feel deserving because you are connected to your higher self. You are mm-hmm. connected to spirit. So if, it's, if you feel uncomfortable in those places where, oh, something just doesn't feel right. I just, I'm having an off day. You know, I always say, when you're having that off day, pay attention to that off day. Not only pay attention, but reconnect to that, that time when you're off. Take a few moments and start to breathe it and really kind of hone into maybe I'm doing something outside of my purpose and passion. Maybe mm-hmm. that thing that I'm running to as much as glamorous it, you know, it might look or inviting, it may not be aligned mm-hmm. with where I'm truly supposed to stand in my power. So mm-hmm. you, you access this power so that you can then activate your power and then you can create and cultivate in your power. Mm-hmm. But you can only do that if you allow that alignment to happen with spirit. So it's time. You have to give yourself permission for that time. Did you learn about a lot of these like spiritual concepts, like your chakra system and um, connecting to spirit through yoga? Or did you have an understanding of it before? Did you believe in spirit your entire life? So I was brought up in church. God and the Holy Spirit was the center of our house. I remember being a kid. It was my brother and I. 
we always knew that there was something higher than ourselves. But we mm-hmm. knew that there was an infinite source that would always rejuvenate us when we couldn't do it ourselves. I was praying and meditating as a kid. Mm. I already believed that there is a spirit, that there is something beyond me, beyond this physical body, that I have the right, I deserve, that I have the power to tap into. There's just a practice that has to happen in Mm -hmm. order for me to connect to it so it doesn't seem foreign, so it doesn't seem out of touch. It wasn't until as an adult and into yoga where I started learning about the chakras, and I said, hmm, there's some physical and emotional things that we hold on to that can create physical ailments, that can Mm -hmm. create why when someone walks in a room we feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's energy. Like, that's real. There's a force that is within all of us, and I have the key. I just have to be willing and not scared and not fearful of accessing it. People need us. People need healers out here. People Mm -hmm. need people who have access for them until they're ready to know that there's somebody out there, like, praying for you or there's someone out there that was speaking positive things, that's manifesting peace, that's doing vision boards and, like, not just for their own self, but like for the purpose of our land, our Mother Earth is not just a self-guided thing. It is something higher. A lot of good things that were said there. What you were saying before about standing and activating our power in alignment with that higher power, with that source, what does that look like for you? And how do you teach that to other people? So accessing my power, I journal, I write. Journaling is is probably my therapist for a long while before I sat down in front of one. So I list out my fears. I list out the stories that I'm telling myself, the stories that I've carried from my past. Um, Just those things, like I write them out. Mm -hmm. There is a a ritual um, that is just like, Prayer, meditation, me saying things over and over again to release. So it's a releasing. Like, I release all those things. I release the can't. I release the people who hurt me. I release the people who judge me. I release myself for um, judging myself and feeling like a failure. You know, I, I do that process. So that's my accessing my power. I'm removing the barrier, removing those feelings of stuckness. Mm-hmm. Then I activate. I write down, what are my strengths? What am I doing? What am I up to? How am I thriving? Where have I thrived before? What do I need? What do I need right now in the present moment? Where am I going? So kind of like the where, what, when, and how, and why. All those questions get kind of answered in this. And whether it's writing down or just I'm talking to myself. I do a lot of look in the mirror and talk. It's hard to do. Sometimes mm-hmm. I, I don't get through three words. And I'm, like, breaking down crying. Like, okay, why am I crying? What hurt am I feeling? What brought this on? What triggered this? And activating comes from all of these questions and, and observations. Third, cultivating and, create, and creating that power um, is showing up for yourself. 
It's mm-hmm. allowing yourself to say, okay, after I've gone through all that, after I know exactly why I feel how I feel, I've tapped into some tools and techniques that's going to help me. And now my next steps. Okay, what are my commitments to myself? Really start to look at a lifestyle. Really start to look at what you can do beyond this moment. Mm-hmm. And how I teach that, I literally teach it just like that. So through sharing, through journaling, through um, breath work and yoga, and breath work and yoga would be the physical release of things, and also meditation and breath work, tapping into something beyond yourself. You don't have to become a totally different person. It's this this new journey, this new chapter, this new essence, you know, Mm -hmm. of yourself, of who you are. (laughs) I'm okay with still being like, I'm still a student. And I literally Mm -hmm. say that I'm a teacher, but I'm a forever student. I am always learning. There is always something. There are definitely things out here that I don't know. So it makes for a journey that I can always be in search for and seeking. So I would just say, be gentle with yourself, be kind, literally take each moment at a time, literally take each moment at a time, mm-hmm. and just be well, you know, consider yeah. your wellness, consider your wellness, make it a priority, make yourself a priority, make yourself a priority. Mm-hmm. For the people who are listening, do you have a practice to connect to our higher self that you'd like to share or just kind of walk us through a process of getting grounded um, connecting to the breath absolutely all right so you can find yourself a comfortable seat it's always good to either sit up stand up just make sure that your back is fully tall so that you can manage that breath going in and out of the body. It's always going to get into a comfortable seat. And really ground down. Make sure your feet are touching the floor, touching the ground. Where your energy and strength come. When you feel grounded, you feel a little more settled. Make sure that connection is happening. Placing the hands on the chest and the belly is a reminder of that true physical connection, allowing your mind to be present and to be right here and right now. When you take an inhale breath, you fill up with air. And what that means is your belly expands into your hand. Your chest lifts into your hand. You open up your shoulders, press back. Your chin lifts. You fill up with air and you hold for four seconds. One, two, three, four. You exhale all of that extra still and excess air using that lower hand that's on your belly to really press that air out. Then you take another inhale in. Open, expand the lungs, lift the chest. And you exhale out. And while you're taking those deep breaths, 
you find a few phrases, mantras, agreement that connect you to your spirit. A flow with the rhythm of the heart. I flow with intention. I connect to the essence of spirit to surround, to block out the negative thoughts, people, and energies that come my way. I tap and stand into my personal power, allowing permission for my higher self like the path and like the way. I no longer lean on to just my own understanding, my own beliefs, but I lean into what's higher than myself. As we fill up with air, we grow taller, our spine gets taller, the crown of our head beams of light. Imagine and visualize that light coming from the crown of your head, going down your skull, the back of your neck, through each vertebrae, passing through your throat, your chest, your belly, your sacrum, your pelvic bone, your tailbone, all the way through to your feet. And that continuous light, it beams right back up from your groundedness, from your grounded feet, all the way back up through the crown. And that linear path of light and of breath gives you full commitment and full confidence that you have what you need to access, to activate, and to create the power that's within you. Take a deep breath in and exhale it out. Hands come to your lap, allowing that breath, visualization, and agreement to settle within the body. Finding the stillness. Letting it nourish you. Letting it protect you. Letting it guide you. And you take another deep breath in. You exhale it out. Slowly blink your eyes open. Softly, maybe run your hands on your arms, your chest, your legs. Maybe open and close the hands, just bringing that fresh blood now running through your body and from your breath. 
And then you're ready. You're ready to to start your day, to end your day, to continue on with your day. (laughs) I appreciate you from the first day that I met you and you shared your story and everything. And uh, it's great. It's, It's truly inspirational. And I'm telling you, the more people speak, the more vibrations we feel, and it activates something on the inside. Someone else's story can activate you on the inside mm-hmm. <laughs> and jumpstart. You're like, where did this come from? Where did this idea come from? Where did this I want to do that. Okay, I'm doing it. So it's power in that. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you for providing this space, this platform. Thank you for sharing your gifts with so many people. You're welcome. To learn more about Tiffany and her work, to empower and lead others back to themselves. Visit the links in the episode description. Thank you for listening today. You are loved so profoundly. Thank you for being here at this time to assist in the evolution of humanity. Thank you for being a leader of the self-love movement. Remember who you really are. Love always. And I'll meet you at the next one.